2: Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
4: Hey, Hello. What is up? Hi, Melissa. Hi, Megan. How are you? Extremely tired, because in true middle schooler fashion, I stayed up way too late playing a game on my phone. <laughs> I, I do that all the time. So huh. this wasn't even Sims like this wasn't even one of like, I would call like my highbrow games like this was a game I literally downloaded from an ad that I got on Sims. And I was like, this is low-key, so freaking fun. Um, not sponsored everyone, but let's see what it's called. Designville. I'm fucking into it. I can't stop. I'm addicted.
5: Is it one of those games that has ads that have nothing to do with the actual gameplay? And it'll be like, My husband left me for my grandma.
4: No, those I'm pretty sure are almost all for the game episodes. And um you should if you're getting those and those aren't actually like what you're receiving when you download the game you should know that I'm sure they just like rip their ad from the game episodes which is legitimately that that is like a like and I've downloaded it at some point and it's wild but this one I felt like it was pretty accurately represented. If anything they downplayed how much fun it was gonna be okay it's like you group things together and then they change into a new thing and then you group those things together and they change into a new thing and then you use those to like, accomplish quests, which you get that money for, and then you design a room. It's a good time. Okay. <sighs> we should clear the air first. Um, Melissa and I are in a huge fight. No, JK. Uh, we have been recording virtual for, I think, the la- last two? two weeks before this, mm-hmm. and then this week as well, except now... I am in the Colorado mountains, so the Wi-Fi is even worse. So our delay is even worse. So just know going into the episode, if you sense any animosity, unless Melissa is mad at me and isn't telling me, it's the delay.
5: Yeah, I'm looking at because the program that we use shows how much has been uploaded and 99% of mine's been uploaded and 8% of yours has been. So yeah, this will be fun.
4: This is our show. But am I wrong? And on the show, we tell you. If you're wrong, we tell each other. If we're wrong, plot twist, that actually never happens. And we also nominate the wrongs of the week. It's broken into those three segments. And one of our favorite parts about this podcast is user interaction, audience reactions. All of you get to participate as well because we post the situations and everything we talk about in each segment over on our Instagram story. And then you vote who you think was wrong, who is the hero, and who is the villain in the story. And it's usually up, you know, these episodes come out on Thursday. I usually try to put the votes up on Friday, but again, it's the holiday season. And just as we're anti-setting New Year's resolutions, we are pro-cabbage and we are anti-breadcrumbs and macaroni and cheese, we also make adjustments for holiday time. So it might be up a little bit later because, you know, uh, last week's was up way too late. So my bad, everyone, I have not had a good concept of time.
5: You know, I forgot. See you next Tuesday on Tuesday. It'll be up by late, late. I mean, y'all already hear it, but it's going up on late, late Tuesday because I completely forgot about it. So there's that.
4: Our delay is so bad, everyone. I just want you to know we're going to make give you like a wonderful, fantastic episode, but just know that it blood, sweat and tears. So I think we deserve even though we haven't even finished recording this episode, I think we deserve you all to leave reviews on the podcast. Even though like, we just wow. started. Yeah. Like, I just know that we're we're powering through and we're doing the best we can. And I like constant praise and I love participation awards, as you know. And I
5: don't like participation awards, but we're here.
4: That's what we're here for is opposing views, except not because that's what everyone in the comments is mad at. Oh, comments, reviews gets mad at us for. Anyways. Should we get started with our first segment or is there anything you want to catch the audience up on? Anything new in your life?
5: If you want to hear new things about my life, listen to our other shows. They come out before this.
4: Last thing before we get into the segment, if you want to watch the video version, head on over to Patreon or you can join us for some live streams. Support the show. All of our shows. The Multiverse. Oh, yeah. Shall we begin? Let's do it. I have a hot take this week and it has been all over my... TikTok. And I assume it has been on pretty much everyone else's as well, because the week we're recording this is the week of Christmas. And my hot take, and good God, I hope this is not that hot of a take. I hope this is barely even lukewarm. We need to stop recording videos of people opening gifts because there's an expectation of what that is, of what your right reaction is going to be. And as someone who's been on YouTube for a very long time, like I understand the playing up of things for camera and the questioning of like, oh, is this real? Is this genuine? Is this not? Like, are you doing this for the views? Are you doing this for whatever? But TikTok has made this to a whole other level where it's no longer just couples recording each other opening their gifts and it feels like you have to perform. Now parents are recording their children. And when their toddler children are not reacting in the quote unquote best way possible, the parent then posts a video for the entire internet to shame said child. And there's specifically one that really irked me. And it's this one of these parents who are giving their two kids, one is probably like five-ish, and then the, kid, the other kid is a toddler. And they wrap their presents and they give them, the, the kids open the present, they each have the same thing. It's a suitcase. And in the suitcase, they open it. There's like a Disneyland t-shirt. There's like Mickey, ear. like all of this kind of stuff. And then it like has written down, I think actually specifically wrote down, we're going to Disneyland. And the five-year-old is looking at it confused. And the parents are having to help the five-year-old understand what this gift means. Now, the toddler can't read, has no idea what any of this is, knows that Christmas is for toys and has gotten a suitcase with a t-shirt inside and does not understand any of it. As the parents are explaining it and talking, it helping the older kid understand. So the younger kid, like, kicks the suitcase, is crying, and is like having a meltdown. And the parents filmed it and posted it. And all of the comments online are like, I would take that kid in the back room and teach them how to be grateful. Like, that kid wouldn't be getting any more Christmas presents if it was for me. Like, that was my kid, like, mortifying, like, can't, like, so good on you parents for not letting, like, your bratty little one, take away the joy from your grateful older daughter. Like, oh my God. It was just so infuriating. And I it just makes me like so upset because there's literally no reason to, to share that. And as a parent, I would see my kid having a meltdown over that to being like, ooh, I misjudged what was going to be an appropriate, a, an age-appropriate gift for my kid to understand. They don't understand. They're overwhelmed and they're upset. And they're disappointed, which is totally fair because they don't understand the excitement. I should have adjusted this for my younger kid, or I should have just done this for my older kid. And my toddler is obviously coming, but doesn't even really understand conceptually what Disneyland is. So that's going to be a gift that they will enjoy in the moment, but they're not going to understand the anticipation or the excitement for it. But instead, we post it online for the entire world to literally shame a toddler and that toddler's going to grow up and just be like, "Oh, cool parents! Like you set me up to fail. Recorded my reaction. It didn't work out well, and then you posted it online for millions of people to see. It's fucked." Yeah,
5: I don't disagree with you about like posting online. I'm, I'm guessing those parents are millennials or Gen X, and people have been um, recording, you know, videos of people opening presents. And I think it's one thing to do it when you know you're your people are expecting a reaction something to share for the memories there's a it, it's years old and if you're like a millennial around my age you probably remember it, but there was a commercial that was famous like it came out every christmas of some kids opening a gift package that essentially told them that they were going to disney world and it was it was the way that they filmed it for the commercial, it looked like a home video. And so I'm guessing those parents are trying to recreate that and it just failed. And I already, I hate when people post their children on social media anyway. So of course, I don't think this is a hot take at all.
4: Yeah. I And I, and I, I totally understand like recording things for like personal, like viewer, like totally do that. That's so sweet. Like we record mm-hmm. like our nephew opening presents, like I will record Mots and I like in like a time lapse of us opening like, gifts between each other, but I don't really ever post it. And if I do, it's like without audio or anything like right. that. But it's just that like when you realize that this didn't go according to plan and like that is a mess, like parent, you're going to mess up inevitably as a parent. And like this was like, ooh, this was a mess up parent moment. And instead of being able to own that, like the ego is instead, let me post this online so people will shame my kid and then I can feel better that uh-huh. I didn't do anything wrong. Like it's just really fucked.
5: Yeah, agree. You're not wrong. Stop posting your kids online without their consent. And their yeah. kids, so they can't really give consent. So, all right. So mine is a personal one this week. I have a former friend current associate who a while ago broke my trust and lied about something and talked about it with someone that I didn't like anyway. So I just kind of stopped talking to them. And now because of some uh, situations that have an innocent party, I am forced to communicate with them again. And so and they're here in Arkansas. And so I've had to see them a couple of times and I'm going to see them and they keep reaching and I'm going to see them again because of this connection, again, an innocent party. And they keep reaching out to me and keep wanting me to, like, go to dinner, hang out or like come over, come get some of my desserts that I made for Christmas. And I keep telling them no. And they don't seem to understand that we're not friends anymore. Like we communicate because of the innocent party that is between us and that's it. That's the only reason why I'm around you. And for some reason, they just, they think that we're friends again and just send me like photos or things that are happening in their lives and sharing specific like instances and then asking me about things in my life. And I've kept them at a distance. I've told them why. And for some reason they keep reaching out. So Am I wrong for telling them no consistently and still like keeping them at a distance, even though that they've apologized to me?
4: No, you are not wrong at all. I hate when people do this where they kind of think like it's like forgiveness by proxy. Like, oh, if you're spending enough time around me or like you're here in this instance, like it's like, well, you can't not forgive me in that kind of thing. Like, some people are so uncomfortable with the idea of. Just being like, oh, yeah, like, we're not friends anymore. Like, this is, like, not cool, but I'm going to be civil. Like, sometimes it feels like people would rather you be incredibly evil and awful to them versus just, like, letting them exist Mm -hmm. without liking them. And they can't handle that, which I'm I'm very much on your side of this. Thank you.
5: It's very, really aggravating me to a point where I just want to cut them off completely, but I can't because of... Again, the innocent party that we have in common.
4: Can you mute their phone number?
5: Well, I need it for a few things. Like, I have to be in communication with them for a few things. But I've made it clear that, like, I don't want to hang out with you. And I don't want to have the kind of friendship that we had before.
4: Well, hopefully they will get it. But um, if not, not your problem. Because you are not wrong and never are wrong. Thank you. You're welcome. It's what I'm here for. (laughs) All right,
5: let's take a break. Woo!
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June.
6: They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com
1: slash ACAST.
6: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
1: Moonpig.com.
4: Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. We are back from our break, and now it's time to get into our segment, But Are You Wrong? And this is where you listeners write in with a problem, a predicament, a situation happening in your life, and we tell you, if you are the hero or the villain in your story, and if you want to write in, you can send us an email at pod at gmail.com. Keep it under 300 words. If you would like to let us know your pronouns, please do but make sure you use pseudonyms for everybody involved let us know your ages give us as much detail as possible within those 300 words but you I mean, got to be easy to follow so you know if you want to make them um, characters n- name the people after characters in a tv show i we do we we do ask that you make it at least um somewhat uh canon adjacent because otherwise if you name yourselves after like a famous sibling duo and like you're having sex and you're not siblings like it just gets a little uh dicey and it tends to influence my opinion <laughs>
5: Oh, yeah.
4: You're up. Okay. Hi, friends. I love you guys so much, and I'm hoping you can offer some advice on how to handle my brother-in-law in the bonkers situation I'm in. I, at 31, she, her, and my husband, 31, he, him, have been together since we were 18. We've been through it all. We're best friends and teammates. We're finally ready to start adding teammates to our team. Kids, LOL. And I feel like I need help dealing with his brother more actively since kids tend to bring family, since kids tend to bring family to your home. In 12 years, his brother, 34 he him, has never acknowledged my existence. It's like I'm a ghost. We only see him at family and holiday things, but it makes me incredibly uncomfortable. I'm very close to this entire family cousins, aunts, uncles, mom. He speaks to everyone else but me. Sidebar, they included parentheses ex, cousin, spouse. That I'm not totally sure what that means I don't know if you're adding an additional person or if you are this is your brother in law but you also your ex was also the, the a cousin in the family' <laughs> i i have I have questions with that
5: or they include uh commas and its ex's cousin spouse it's like there should have been commas in between them
4: oh examples you mean yeah, oh okay, I think we should operate with that because if it's yeah yeah. Okay, we're going to go off of operating with that. But, um, writer, uh, you can send us a message if we are right or wrong. <laughs> he has a long-term girlfriend who does speak to me. No relationship beyond the holidays, though. Out of respect for my husband, I've never confronted him directly. I sit uncomfortably. My husband and his cousins all say that's just how he is. It's not you. But no one has ever called him out on his insane behavior or really acknowledged how rude and crazy it all is. To note, my husband has made one attempt speaking to his brother directly about it and it didn't really go well and he wasn't included in our wedding beyond family photos as a result. I try to be kind. His birthday was the other day and he would ask questions to my husband and I would try and join in and he would only look and respond to my husband. Am I wrong for wanting people to finally say something slash finally make a big deal of it? You are so not wrong. I don't know how you have not... Snapped. Like, I mean, like, this is one of those situations where I'm like, yeah, he fucking sucks, but like, I low key think the rest of everybody enabling him and like letting him have this shitty behavior and then being like, rather than directly confronting him, be fine with you being miserable and incredibly uncomfortable over this. Like, they value his comfort more than yours. I think that they should have said something a really long time ago, specifically your husband and the one attempt, like, I just, at that point, if it's like, you're not even going to talk to my wife or respond to my wife, like, we're not going to spend time with you anymore. Like, it's so disrespectful. Yeah,
5: there is there is somebody uh, in my extended family that I do not talk to um, and don't acknowledge their presence, but they know why and everybody else in the family knows why and he's only there for certain events out of obligation. So, you know... If you knew why I <laughs> would treat it differently and that you, like while you were why you were being the wrong but if he hasn't said anything and no one else is sharing or saying anything to him then yeah you're definitely not wrong.
4: No, like that's just I just think that's like really really fucked from like everybody else's. Like imagine being like big old age of 34 and playing like the silent, giving giving like your sister-in-law the silent treatment for years and then the whole family letting that happen. Like to me, I'm just like, oh, you've enabled like r- such bad behavior constantly for this to have gone on for this long. All right. Next one. Yayish.
5: This weekend, one of my besties had her hints. Turns out one of the bridal party is also getting married late next year. Every place we went to, it was mentioned by her to our waiters, server's, That she was getting married. As a result, they always brought out two gratuities to celebrate the two different brides. Am I wrong for thinking she's a bitch for making this about her when she will have her own hens next year? The bride is too mature to say anything, but I know for a fact she was bothered by it. I had to look up what a hens was because I had no clue.
4: It's like a bachelorette party, but I don't know what the gratuities mean. I would think like, is that like my mind went to a check, but what did that mean?
5: Like, you know, like if you go to a restaurant and it's your birthday and they give you a free dessert, that's what I was thinking.
4: Oh, 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 oh. okay, okay, okay.
5: Yeah. So, yeah, I, like I said, I had to look it up for people that may not know what it is. It is a a night, a girl's night outlaid for the bride getting married the next day. Yeah. I don't think that you were wrong. And I don't think saying that somebody I don't think the the bride is, like, too mature to say anything. I think it might have been on the bridesmaids to say something or the bridal party to say something. Like, hey, this isn't your hen, so, you know, lay off. You'll get married next year or later in the year. So when you have your turn, that's your turn. This isn't your time right now.
4: Yeah, I agree. I do think it was... I I think it's on the bridesmaids in, in that instance, um, to do that because everybody is, everybody's going out of their way to do things for the bride. And at that point, like at that point, like if I was the bride, I, I don't know. I don't think I would ever feel comfortable like saying or doing that because someone's already like taking time out of their day to do this and you know, you however long or money that they're taking to participate in it, that I think that that's, if that bothers you as like a bridesmaid, then I think it will definitely bother the bride and it's on bridesmaids to say something.
5: Yeah.
4: All right. Next one. Okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Looking for your opinion. I am 28 and use she, her pronouns. And we'll be talking about a situation with my friend, Jemima. Also 28 with she, her pronouns. Might be important to know that we live in different cities. This started a few weeks ago when I was trying to get Jemima and some other friends free tickets to an event. Trying to get the tickets took a while and when I checked back in with Jemima saying that I should know more by the end of next week, she then told me that they had all purchased the tickets anyway. All I said was that it would have been nice to have been told this so that I could have not wasted my time and others' time. She apologized and I left it at that. I didn't feel the need to say any more. For the past four weeks, our only communication has been in a group chat with our mutual friend. However, she basically hasn't replied to anything I have sent And if asked a direct question, she feels very short. I finally reached out last night to ask what was going on, and all she said was that she was disappointed that I left her apology on read. Am I wrong for thinking that an apology for something so small didn't need a reply? Also, am I wrong for not wanting to apologize for this and thinking it's immature to give a friend the cold shoulder for four weeks because they left you on read? I'm very interested to hear what you think. Big fan of the podcast and the bonus shows. A, thank you. B, I do think that you are wrong in this situation. I I think that like as someone who doesn't always show like enthusiasm in text messages and I I kind of like I'm you can read my like expressions a lot more in person or my infle- my vocal inflections and I don't always include that in text messages I do think if you're going to do something like have like a confrontation or have an apology or something over text You need to make it as close as how you would be talking in real life, Um, because I think like in person, if someone apologized and you just literally didn't say anything that I think is just like, okay, I don't need you to be like, oh, I totally forgive you. That's great. It's just like, oh, I receive your apology. Like, thank you. I appreciate the apology. Like or thank you for apologizing, whatever it is. I think that like when you don't even acknowledge an apology on red, that seems like I don't accept your apology and I don't want to be friends anymore. But then that kind of leaves a lot of it up in the air. And it's fine to not accept an apology. But I think that you need to acknowledge an apology. And I do think it is a little uh, ironic that then she was not responding to you and kind of giving you the cold shoulder, which I'm sure is exactly how she felt after the apology and you even acknowledged that it was like something that was so small. And so I think for her, it probably felt like you gave her the cold shoulder after apologizing. And that was what her response to that was. I can't imagine like me apologizing to someone and it for something so small and the person then thinking like, yeah, of course, we're fine. We're moving on from this. This is like no big deal. I would never infer that if they never acknowledged that I apologized or like even replied. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, I mean, like if it was so small, then you wouldn't have needed an apology and you wouldn't have said anything to her that you felt like you wasted your time if it was that small. So because you expressed to her that you felt like your time was wasted, she then responded and apologized. You have to say something back. You, You could have said, I don't accept your apology or I accept your apology. You could have put a thumbs up on it or just like a heart. You Just some type of acknowledgement that you received it and that you read it. Again, just give like a response to it.
4: Wait, that's such a good call because you're right. You essentially told her you, you, I don't want to say you baited her into an apology, but it's like you told her something that clearly you were looking for an apology for. And so then she gave that to you. So like that to me, you're right. Like in the sense that like that feels like that feels kind of fucked up that like, then she walked into it Mm -hmm. and what how would you have felt if after you said that she didn't say anything and she didn't acknowledge that how you felt like she acknowledged how you felt and then when you ignore that that makes it feel like a much bigger issue than it is like and of course I would understand Mm -hmm. how she and you can even have your response be like oh literally don't worry about it you don't even need to apologize I just wanted to like let you know what was up like that's that you can say that too but something yeah yeah That's not responding to someone like you gave the cold shoulder first. And that is a really big, 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 big reaction. And it's natural for somebody to infer that that means that this is a way bigger deal. No one's going to think that you not talking to them is means that it's a smaller deal than it is a bigger deal. You know? Yep. All right. Next one. Dear Megan and
5: Melissa. A little background. My older sister passed away unexpectedly when she was 16, almost 10 years ago. ago. Since then, my mom has gotten married and I have two stepbrothers. My oldest stepbrother, Todd, is quite the tumultuous human and really good at getting his situationships pregnant. Todd has three children. Baby number one and number three are from the same woman, his current girlfriend. I was just informed by my mom that Todd named... Baby number three, his first daughter after my dead sister. I was devastated by this news because Todd is currently not on speaking terms with our family as a result of his emotionally and physically abusive tendencies to his children, family, and animals. The last time he spoke to our family, he got into a fist fight with my stepdad. I was informed of his decision to name his daughter after my sister once the baby was born and named. I was told that Todd asked my parents for permission months ago which they gave, but no one ever shared that with me. Although I am somewhat impressed he asked permission, my mom has said that she is done having children. As her only child, naming my children after my sister was something I always hoped to do. Despite this current estrangement, I know that he and my stepdad will be repairing their relationship in the future. Am I wrong for co- for continuing to exclude him from my from my life? I worry about what... That might mean to his family and don't want to abandon them. For some further context, Todd didn't know my sister prior to her death, but their most meaningful interactions surrounded his ability to get alcohol for her and her friends in Mexico when she was 15.
4: I'm glad you included that last part because that was my first question.
5: Yeah, I don't think that you're wrong. I think... I honestly think that your parents are wrong for allowing this and not talking to you about it because I feel like you're, like you said, like being able to name your own children after your sibling was something that should have gone to you first. And the fact that you weren't even in consideration with this, that they didn't take your feelings into their consideration, is just messed up. And I would be hurt too, especially since you don't have a relationship with him. And this was your sister. Like, this is just, ugh, I'm, I'm so annoyed by this.
4: Yeah, me too. I agree. I think that, like, he, like you said, he's a tumultuous human. Like, I don't think that this seems for you, like, this, it feels like a new low for him, for you, but it doesn't feel like the most surprising thing ever. But I think your stepdad and your mom not either preventing this from happening by being like you don't have our permission and even in that sense if they said that that's also protecting you or if they didn't even want to go that far and just be like your like sister like that she's naming her kid after that like you like it's not up to us you need to ask her for her permission or we're not going to refer to this kid by that name because that is our like our daughter that's what she's going to to do like this is just not okay like there's so many ways that they could have taken any sort of stand like small or large and they didn't do any of that and like I think like the bare minimum would be them letting you know and they didn't even do that Mm -hmm. so like I think that excluding Todd from your life is not you would not be wrong for doing that but I don't want to say I think you'd be wrong but I think you would probably end up in a couple more situations where you're not feeling supported by your mom and your stepdad if you don't set some boundaries in that relationship and have an honest conversation with them and hope that they see the error in their ways and how you all can adjust how you have a relationship with Todd because I don't think that like you're saying, I don't think that you're responsible at all for his family by if you go no contact or you cut him out or continue being estranged with uh, him I, I don't think your his family will be your responsibility then. But I do think if you're I think the best possible outcome is for there to be strong boundaries with your parents and you with him, which will then hopefully support the kids a, a bit more, but it shouldn't be at the expense of of your sanity. And as somebody who like, you know, has family issues and has been in, in like more or less contact with extended parts of like my family because of other people and even like as a kid I I as an adult I don't hold any of those people accountable for like you know what I mean like trying to like spend more time mm-hmm. with me or whatever it is like that was like not their responsibility and like I legitimately don't even think about it like it doesn't even cross my mind so just know that
5: yep I'm mad I'm more mad at the parents so. though me too all right. Uh let's take another break.
2: luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card.
6: This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.
4: Now it's time for our final segment, but are they wrong? AKA Rachel of the week where we nominate the absolute vote of the week. Who is doing the most while being the worst? And um I for this week would like to nominate Warner Brothers. Beep, 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 beep. So we've talked about this on the podcast, but I will do a, like a little bit of a quick recap, but I would urge everybody to do their own research when it comes to this because it's just like we give trigger warnings on the show, but there's just like re- really no way to talk about this without, like, uh, like, I wouldn't want to listen to someone talk about this. I think reading could be a little bit easier. But anyways, Warner Brothers' uh, Discovery returning to the Super Bowl after a 17-year absence with the first The Flash trailer starring Ezra Miller. So this project has been on hiatus for a very long time. Honestly, it was kind of just, like, in limbo for a while, even before the allegations against Ezra Miller came out. And I don't know, I don't even know if we ever figured out if that was like a part of it, that there was internal stuff happening. I honestly think it was just a scheduling thing. And then allegations came out against Ezra Miller and not only allegations, but like court ordered restraining orders. And I think it's a contact order. Let me see. Oh yeah, a protection order. So like there is active cases happening and we didn't even like, Scrap it. Like, as far as I know, they didn't film this. So, when we talk about things like West Side Story with Ansel Eglort, they cut him out of as much of the movie as they could after allegations came out against him and he wasn't there for press, but they still released the movie. Do I think that was a great call? No. Do I think it was even like, I'm sure they made like a little bit back at the box office, but like the movie wasn't that successful? Like, you know, but it is what it is. This is absolutely asinine to me because you didn't film it as far as I know before all of this. It's these allegations have been out for a really long time and you then just were like, okay, and started filming, editing, and then you're going to use the Super Bowl to promote it. So just to give a little backstory um, on the protection order, my friend Kat, she did a uh, article on this for NBC News. So a Massachusetts mother has been granted a temporary order of protection on behalf of her 12-year-old child against Ezra Miller, the 29-year-old actor who stars in the upcoming Warner Brothers superhero movie The Flash. The court order was issued without advance notice because the court determined that there is a substantial likelihood of immediate danger and harassment. The mother, who remains anonymous, said that her child and her met Miller in February through an acquaintance, and she said that, Ezra first seemed friendly, but that she soon grew suspicious of Miller's relationship with her child. She said that she told the judge that Miller offered to buy the child gifts, including a horse, even after she rejected Miller's earlier offers. I kept wondering why Ezra is here. Like, why don't you have Hollywood stuff to do? Don't you have movies coming out? And this basically adds to a three-month series of allegations that have all been at uh, Ezra Miller that started with disorderly conduct charges in Hawaii and now has grown to include allegations from parents of child grooming. And, like, the the fan base, Ezra Miller's fan base has, I don't want to say fan base, but, like, let's say, like, the DC fan base and social media and the internet has been up in arms about this. Like, there were videos coming out, like, years ago that were just, like, really unsettling of their interactions with fans. And even from starting with that, fans were calling Warner Brothers and being like, please don't include this. Like, do not give this person a larger audience to have more fans when they're like being physically aggressive with fans at me. Like, I'm pretty sure there's like, I'm not, no, yeah, there's a video of Ezra Miller like choking out a fan as a joke. And like, it's not funny. And like, you should not be having more young, young children worshiping you. And that's what happens when you do these kinds of movies. And Miller's also been arrested twice this year and both times in Hawaii of charge of disorderly conduct and then second degree assault. And then a couple in Hawaii also petitioned for a temporary restraining order after they accused Ezra of bursting into their bedroom and stealing personal records, including a passport and a wallet, after staying with them. And Ezra also routinely posted on Instagram with a group of people that included an 18-year-old non-binary teenager, according to legal documents, who has known them since they were 12. Like, families have done protection orders, like, multiple, multiple children— and young teenagers, their parents have issued protection orders against Ezra Miller. And this has been going on for so long. And most of these relationships started because these kids were fans of Ezra Miller. I understand as a studio, you have to make money. But this is like, I don't know. I mean, we know how I feel about the Balenciaga saga and how this is like spiraled into Something that started off as like, you know, poor taste, icky, I wouldn't, I I would, I would fire whoever thought that this was a good idea to do, like an edgy art thing to do. But there are no actual children in immediate danger. And we are up in arms about that. And Warner Brothers gets to essentially serve somebody, uh, future victims on a platter of a fandom. And there are actual legitimate children in danger actively right now, and that we worry about the hypothetical children with the Hollywood elite, and it just makes me irate. Yeah, agree.
5: So DC has been taking a lot of ills recently. They're they've been talking about they're completely rebooting, and they've also canceled other films. They said like Wonder Woman has a script done and. They said they're not going to do the third one. They're just doing away with it. So I don't understand why they're pushing the Flash movie so hard, especially with all these allegations that Ezra has against them. Like they're pushing it to the point where it's like, why? Why is this so important when you don't care about other things that have been successful? And this, I know that Ezra has been in other DC films as The Flash, and this is supposed to be their solo movie. But everyone that was in those films that Ezra has already been a part of, they're no longer going to be part of the DC universe anyway. So why keep pushing this film when those characters won't exist? Like Jason Momo going to, they said that Jason Momoa is going to come back and not going to be the character that he played before. Like everything's getting rebooted. Why keep Ezra Miller? <laughs> as part of this. I don't understand. If you have the script done and you have all the rest of the cast in place and you have, you know, the crew there, why not hire someone else to fill this role?
4: Yeah, I I under, like I I know that when the D, the I forget what was it? Uh uh Justice League like mm-hmm. the only good part of it was at the time was Ezra Miller that was like what everybody was talking about and everybody was so amped for it and the Flash movie at that point if I'm not mistaken was already they had already signed them on for this and so it was like oh okay Justice League kind of a flop but people are really loving this and this was you know maybe not at the top of our to-do list but it's happening so let's push this like great awesome momentum the fact that they really wanted to capitalize on their like breakout success from that and having them be regarded as like the only good thing in that movie it's like okay so then you should have done it faster to get this out at this point but the fact that like you're hanging on to this like years old hype and accolades that are no longer relevant and no longer the public opinion of this person to then continue and think that that is a justification why they are the exception to the recasting of essentially the entire franchise like, it's just fucking idiotic. Like, I, who the fuck is, is making these calls? It's so stupid. agree. Okay. Fuck Warner Brothers. Fuck Ezra Miller. All
5: right. Here is mine. And so trigger warning on mine for sexual corrosion. My nominees are Coppin State University, Lucian Brownlee, and Juan Dixon. So Lucian Brownlee is a former guard and director of player development and director of operations at Coppin State University, and he catfished one of the players, Ivan Williams. Ivan thought that he had been talking to a woman that was interested in him through text messaging, and the woman, which was just uh, Lucian catfishing as a woman, coerced IBIN into sending nude photos to him. And then, so the fake online woman seemingly threatened Lucian. And so Lucian went to IBIN and told him, hey, I've been talking to this woman online. She, I sent like her some nudes and she's saying that unless uh you and I perform some sex acts together, then... She's gonna release my newt. and so then Ivan was like, "Yeah, I." She said the same thing to me, and you know, I don't want to lose my scholarship, and my place on the team, and my housing and board. We can, you know, do something, and then send her the video of it. So then they had a sexual encounter, and seemingly sent this woman a video, but it was just Lucian who was receiving the video. And so then Ivan reported the incident because then things were starting to get leaked of the photos and then threatened for the videos to also be leaked. And so Ivan went to uh, Juan Dixon, who is the head coach of the basketball team, and told him. And the coach was like, I'm sorry this happened to you, essentially, and then still made Ivan go to practice. and. Also, if you watch Real Housewives of Potomac, then you know that Juan Dixon is the ex-husband of one of the housewives and also current fiance of hers as well. Then, so now Ivan, who had to transfer schools so that he was able to continue to play basketball, is suing, and who's named in the lawsuit is the is the university Juan Dixon and then also Lucian Brownlee in fear of losing his place. He's what he's. What has been stated in the lawsuit is that he's in fear, he was in fear of losing his place on the football program, his tuition and board payments, and continued to respond to the person messaging him in a futile attempt to appease his tormentor. Copying is named in the complaint for their further exploitation of ibn and they harshly questioned him and retaliated against him for bringing bad press to the school and withheld his financial aid and housing. That's my nomination for
4: the week. Fuck. I mean, I hope, I hope, I hope that if he's, like, feeling up to it, that he has legal support for this. Like, that this is just so egregious on when you get failed by... When someone fails you that you trust, like, it's horrific. And then when that continues to happen, like, it's just that's so fucking awful. And that's like, yeah, uh, the real housewives aspect. What the fuck? So is this housewife no longer on the franchise? Like, so you said they're they're currently engaged, right?
5: They're to the same person. They it was their ex-husband and now they're engaged. They really like they got divorced, but they still live together. And have been raising their children like in the same house. They still slept in the same bed, but didn't weren't sexually active. And then they began to get romantic again. This has been all through the last five, six years of the show. Started getting romantic again and then got engaged again.
4: Did they leave or did did she leave housewives in anticipation of this? Like was that or is it an unrelated issue? No, she's still on the show. Oh, I thought you said former. Sorry.
5: No, Juan is her ex-husband slash. Current fiance,
4: there you go. Wow is is he on the show? Yeah, all the time.
5: Because when I first heard, I was like, "This isn't the same one." Nope, it's definitely the same
4: one. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Wow. Fuck all of them. Fuck all of them. Fuck all of them. I have so many issues with how colleges treat student athletes and like the uh holding someone's expensive education essentially over their head and having asking people whose brains aren't fully developed to make decisions and think ahead to plan for this like absolutely insane expensive cost and to you know advocate for themselves simultaneously simultaneously, like know that they are being used for other people's financial gain. Like, that's, like, a really, really fucked position that nobody should be in. And then people abuse their power in those situations just like this. Wow. Right. Awful, awful. Uh, fuck them. Well, on that note, <laughs> that is it for our episode. Should we try and find a little bit of a, a positive note to end on? Maybe something that's—so uh, you, so you leave listening to this with— um not absolutely uh having zero faith in the world because that's us for 99 percent of the time but other times we ought to have for the for the good parts let's see oh this is just like so innocuous and i think kind of funny but new york magazine like i don't even know how long ago it was but they released that nepotism like that nepo baby article and it was so funny the cover was hilarious and everything but the part that like really really killed me, I guess Bono's daughter was called out in it or wasn't, but I don't know. Bono's daughter has had a lot of discourse talking about nepo babies, and it's you know I think is clearly personally offended by that title. And so they posted on Twitter that was in a beautiful turn of events. I had just been informed that Pamela Wasserstein, the CEO of New York Magazine, is a nepo baby herself. Her dad bought the magazine in two thousand four, and that just like makes me laugh and just this whole discourse of nepo babies like I have never seen so many rich successful like white women floundering for this and I just have to say as an outsider it is it's fun to watch it is it is just fun to watch it's fun to watch them all turn on each other what's her name again Pamela Wasserstein I feel like I've talked
5: about her before yeah, but it is this wild that you try to call out other people, but you're, like, part of the problem.
4: <laughs> yeah, and as if, though, the funniest part, though, is if that, like, Bono's daughter thought this was, like, a massive own, and everybody was gonna be, like, we're on your side, and it's just, like, these are just, like, these, these are, like, it's, like, billionaires fighting over, like, something else. I'm, like, this is, like, so out of touch that nobody else can relate to you for this, so, like, you getting a win that this other person is also a Nepo baby doesn't make us be like, okay, we feel bad for you. Like, you're all viewed the same. Like, what? Like, it's just, right. it's just that part is so funny to me. Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you have someone you want us to talk about on Rachel of the Week, always you can send it to us on our Instagram by Megan and Melissa or our personal ones, as well as tagging us on TikTok or Twitter, whatever. And if you would like to write in, Please do leave us a review. We appreciate it. Support the show on Patreon and head on over to our Instagram and just tell us how like amazing, sexy, and cool we are. Love it. And we'll circle back next week. Circle back. Bye. (laughs) Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me,
5: Melissa Demonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions.
4: Post-production by Coco Lorenz and production assistance
5: by Melanie D. Watson.